is David Tarkington. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. This episode features a friend of mine, a special guest. His name is Jonathan Bates. Jonathan is the owner of Altered Ego's comic shop here in Orange Park, Florida. It was about three years ago that I reached out to him. I did not know him at the time, but I reached out to him to see about the possibility of hosting a Bible study at his comic shop. My uh, concept was that with the increase of, of interest in pop culture and through the, the latest movies, uh, now known as the Marvel Cinematic Universe and others, that there was interest and there's definitely a connection in some of the, the stories that are being told. Uh, and actually uh, some theology and some questions about doctrine. So that's where uh, the question went. Uh, Jonathan is not a Christian, but he was open to the concept. And for the last three years, we have met almost every month at Altered Ego's Comic Shop for conversations about uh, life, about uh, pop culture, um, heroes and villains as depicted in comic books and other stories, and about theology. We called our meeting CHAT, which stands for Costumed Heroes and Theology. But often the conversations are much deeper than you would think. This is an interview with Jonathan as we talk about the three years of meeting regularly for CHAT and and what we've learned from it and and how we'll continue to do this. I hope you find it uh, encouraging, maybe edifying, and uh, maybe something you can do in your own community. So what do you want to talk about? <laughs> so I just so when we originally talked about this, we we talked about uh, well, one doing this is like a potential test for chat, sure. but also you and I talked about you know we're coming up on three years of having done chat. Yeah, and uh, you know I thought uh, you know there would be probably no better person uh, to speak to about you know the the history and the impetus and the overall experience of having done this than you. So, uh, given that you you started this by approaching me first, uh, why don't you uh, why don't you tell people, you know, what your original thoughts and ideas were with it? Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's been three years. Um, that's hard to believe. Three years, and we've only missed one month, and that was this past month. <laughs> well, I, I want to say we missed we missed one for both of us being sick, and I think we missed one for the hurricane. Well, yeah, I guess we did count that. This was but the only still, one I remember canceling on my eleven, own. you know, eleven months a year for three months for three years. That's not bad. You know? That's not bad. That's not bad. So, so how did this begin? So, uh, because I, I I sit in my office at times after reading books and contemplating deep thoughts, and I think, you know, um, here's an idea, and and, and so part of it is a um, to be really honest, it's 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 the the geekiness that I I am uh, the the nerd I've always been. You know, whatever you want to categorize me, I, I love reading. I love great stories. I love adventure. I love good movies. Uh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Baptist preacher. You know, and those sometimes people don't know those things can can coincide. But man, I grew up watching sci-fi and and reading comic books and and uh, I mean pretty much everything that was adventure. And so. Um, I really got into these 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 movies that were coming back out and started watching them again, just as a fan. The the Marvel Cinematic Universe and even uh, historically the the old Superman movies and Batman, Dark Knight, all of that. And, and so, really, um, just just kind of at the core level of story, I, I, I'm convinced that that everybody is is drawn to a good story. I, I just I think that, that a good story. Uh, and I use this illustration in groups when I talk to this, talk to church groups about this. I said, you know, you can go to a movie 
that has really incredible special effects, which is, is a lot easier now than perhaps it was even 10 years ago. But you can see incredible explosions, great special effects, amazing costumes. And, and then you can walk out and go, yeah, mm, yeah, no, didn't resonate. But if the, if the movie has a story that can dra draw you in, uh, especially if it's not a movie that's like chapter four of a long series, but it's the first time you've ever hey, introduced hey, yourself. Watch me said for episode four. <laughs> that's right. Episode four, which is really episode one, but we're not going to get it. But anyway, also, so, so it draws you and introduces you to all these new characters and a boom, all of a sudden you're drawn in. And, and there's, there's, uh, there are some commonalities. I even used this in my sermon last week. Uh, my Sunday morning sermon, I was talking about good stories tend to have, and they have adventure. They, they, they can have, they can have a, a touch of romance. They can have a risk involved. They can have a hero. They can have a rescue. You start seeing these kind of elements pop in. And so when I was a, when I was a kid really, and started reading comic books, the ones that really grabbed me were the ones that had, you know, I love the good art. I like, I have to have a, a good artist. I, I'm drawn in by the look of the cover, but then the story keeps me. And, uh, and then you get the next chapter and you get the next chapter. All this stuff has been in the back of my head for years. And so I sent out, uh, it hadn't been to a comic shop in decades. I think when I was in, um, in college or in high school back in Fort Worth, Texas, I, I would go to a shop nearby every now and then, but even then didn't, still wasn't, wasn't going often. Um, and so I just Googled, went online looking for a comic shop, found one closer to our church that apparently went out of business. I didn't even know, didn't know who owned it, didn't know him by, as, at all. Uh, but then all of a sudden I, I saw this other comic shop in Orange Park, Florida. Uh, and that's where our church is in Orange Park, a different, different other side of town, really. And that's where I sent you an email. I just said, hey, here's a deal. Um, I, I have this idea. Would you be open? And boy, I was just, I just put it all out there. I said, would yeah. you be open for us to, to, you know, I'm a Baptist preacher and I like stories and I like, I like comics and heroes and all this. Would you be open at any point, maybe on a Sunday or something for us to have a Bible study in your, in your shop? Uh, and I'm just using those elements, you know, of, yeah. of heroes. And I see, you know, that there's the Christ figure sometimes, even if they're not Christians, I can see that and this, that, and the other. And you emailed back and said, no, I'm not going to have a Bible study. So that was... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite that blunt. Oh, okay, but, yeah, come on now. No, it was. It, it was. Uh, I think you said, you know, uh, I, I think you shared, you know, well, you're not a believer, you're not a Christian. I said, okay, but so the Bible study is probably not it. But you're. I think the word you used in the email was, I'm intrigued. Um, uh, can we talk about it? So I think that's when I drove over to. Uh, to, to, to your shop there, uh, Altered Egos, and first time I'd walked in there, and I think Josh was at the, uh, maybe at the, at the front, front desk, uh, the, and, and you were there as well. We just talked a little bit, yeah. threw it out there, and, and so really it was just me saying, hey, would you be open to us doing this, and, um, and, and I had a different idea of really, I think I was in, in, in my, uh, I guess, church mindset, and, and just of a Bible study, because that's just kind of how we think, and, and, and pretty quickly, you know, realized, I realized, well, Bible study is not necessarily uh, going to work here um, in, in your shop at this point. But, but what if a community group, a group of us came together and just had conversations? And that's kind of what launched the idea. And then I think we, we kind of massaged that a little bit as we talked about what it could be and maybe. And then we, uh, with fear and trembling, launched our first gathering, had no idea what would happen. I know you were very calmed and wasn't worried. At, weren't, you weren't worried at all about all these <laughs> church people coming into your shop and, oh, and no, your regular that, customers. And that first one, I was, I was very, very nervous. I think we were both nervous about each of our constituencies about, yeah. you know, 
and I, I want to say that our, our first one was probably one of our largest ones of just oh. like, you know, it was new and, and everybody kind of wanted to see, but you know, given how many people were there, I was, I was just waiting for, you know, somebody to call us all heathens or, you know, <laughs> someone else to, to, you know, hey, to there's about five or six hot buttons. He, both of us could pick. And if anybody oh, yeah. in the group says it, we're, we're both going, Oh no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> How do we shut this down? So yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and I want to say that you know, I, I think some of those early, some of those first conversations, you know, maybe skated into areas that um, were inflammatory. But I was really surprised at how the group worked together to, you know, kind of. I don't know. It, it's kind of like a top spinning. You know, they, they they kept the wobble from just taking it all down, and you know, they 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 kept us all kind of centered. I mean, I, I, you and I, I don't think had to work as hard as we thought we were going to have to, to kind of moderate and shut things down. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the I want to say the first conversation, it just kind of ranged all over the place from talking about, you know, vigilantism, yeah. uh, you know, and, you know, the nature of vigilantism as to, you know, whose laws apply, you know, and, you know, you would come at it from the position of, uh, of God's law, you know, others would come at it from the idea of a moral law, you know, and mm -hmm. I think everybody was on the idea that, you know, laws on the books, as we know, they change, you know, over, over time. So, I mean, there was a time that slavery was, you know, uh, accepted and, you know, no one would think of that being a thing. So just because something is legal doesn't mean it's right. So could vigilantism be wrong? And it was these kind of, you know, having these kind of conversations, people being open to them, I was, I was kind of surprised at uh, at how well it went to the point that, you know, you and I at the end were like, I guess we could do this again. <laughs> it, it didn't hurt us too badly. I think we yeah. were, uh, I, I'll be honest, I, I, you know, this is from a, from a, a Christian perspective, you know, as, as a Christian, as an evangelical, as a Baptist, this was kind of the conversation that you and I had. Uh, or I think we had, a, I think we sat down and had a pretty good conversation either a week before, or, or it was just us. We were kind of yeah. out some things and, and, and I'm not, I, I, it was kind of this thing. I can't apologize for who I am. I'm not going to. And so this is kind of who I am. This is what I believe. Uh, I, I'm not going to water down any of that, but I think there is from a Christian perspective, uh, of course, what do, what do Christians want to do? I mean, it's not a secret. Christians would love other people to become Christians. So, you know, we're, we're kind of not apologizing for that, but we're also, uh, you're not seeing me come in or any of our folks coming in with the, the, the heaviest coffee table Bible we can find right. to beat people over the head. What we're looking at is, it, and here's kind of the philosophy of this uh, uh, from, from my perspective, from, from uh, biblical Christianity is, is it's God who does, who turns people into Christians, who creates that. And, 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 but yet it's our calling as, as believers to, uh, what the scripture says, love the Lord, your God and to love your neighbor. Well, how do you love your neighbor? Well, we talked very practically prior to really getting into this topic this, this afternoon was part of, from our perspective, loving your neighbor in the world of coronavirus is to, uh, stay home. That's how you love your neighbor. You don't harm them. Don't bring them harm. And, and, uh, and part of the other thing is of, of loving your neighbor, if that's the, the term, that's the biblical term, is it's really hard to love somebody you have no idea who they are and you don't care. If they're just a, a um, if they're just an unnamed random uh, human being somewhere that just you have no personal of, relationship. You're just a list of attributes, you know, it's like, right. and we, I think we even talked about that in the first uh, meeting of, you know, 
if you put a label of non-believer on me and I put a label of Baptist preacher on you, and that's all we ever know each about each other, there are going to be things that, you know, you, your community and others are going to think about me, and there are going to be things that my community and others are going to think about you just based on those labels that honestly have little to do with who we are as people. I mean, anytime that I get any type of challenge on this uh, conversation, if it goes anywhere, is, you know, how can you sit down with a Baptist preacher on a monthly basis? You know, I mean, the Baptist, you know, uh, church has done this, this, and this. And I was like, yeah, but David hasn't done any of that. And David is also one of the biggest Superman fans that I know. That's right. I mean, there's there's more to David than that, you know. So, I mean, just and there's more to me than just being a non-believer. And I, I think that, uh, you know, at the time that you originally emailed me, I was I was slowly coming to the realization that my shop is a community center. And, you know, what that sense of community is, what that relationship is uh, amongst people, you know, with the shop, with each other, what that means to kind of be a steward uh, of something like that. So, um, you know, when you, when you emailed me, I'm like, yeah, Bible study. Oh, oh I can't do that. Uh, but <laughs> we can certainly have a conversation about something that we can do because you also mentioned in your letter about, you know, those those connections that, you know, if you look at it from, um, you know, from a biblical point of view, you can see these connections of, you know, Superman being a, an allegory for the Moses story, uh, you know, for, you know, Christ-like instances in movies and things like that. Uh, you know, you can, because of, you know, who you are and how you view the world, you could see those things. Were those things there, uh, you know, and, these uh, these things are, I think, worth having that conversation. You know, despite you know what our whatever our our differences are, and um, I, I think that uh, each each meeting that we've had has has kind of reinforced that idea. I mean, we we draw a pretty disparate group yeah. uh, of of people, uh, you know, to to our monthly meetings. That you know. I, I sometimes wonder outside of any other context, would you see these group of people together? Yeah. It, 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 it's like, we were all on a plane together and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we crashed on an Island and it's now lost. I mean, we wouldn't be, wouldn't know each other unless we had a common story. And so the common story that brings us together is, is just, I think the love of story and, uh, yeah. and, and, and really just choosing. And I'm going to try to choose my words correctly here. Choosing not to let caricatures define one another. Yeah. If that are, are, are presuppositions. I don't apologize for being a Baptist preacher, but I do think it's funny. I would love to hear those conversations. I'll act like I'm in the store shopping when we get back to normal. When you're, when you're talking to your friends that, that, that you can just say, Hey, he, this guy's coming over and he's going to, he's going to get on to how can you stand to hang out with a Baptist preacher? I just want to hear that conversation. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think, um, and, and I think we've, we've, we've made that clear, uh, in our conversations as we've talked that, um, the, the, the ideology or the, or the idea of some for what a Baptist preacher is or a, or a Christian is, is unfortunately sometimes determined by some that, that I wouldn't even want to categorize in my tribe. So, um, and I think we use the group out that, that, that calls themselves a Baptist church out of, out of Kansas that was protesting everything. That's kind of an extreme yeah, yeah. example. And, um, 
and, you know, I was in a pastor's meeting this past week and, uh, and here we are in the midst of coronavirus and people uh, doing whatever they need to, 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 to stay popular, I guess. And so you got the pastor in Florida who was arrested for in Hillsborough yeah. County for having a church and, and, and here's a, now, okay, let's be fair. He wasn't arrested for having a church. Uh, he was arrested for having services with, with more than 50 people when told not to by the County. Right. So, yeah. And then he was released. I mean, it was one of those, uh, it's almost a set up publicity stunt at some level. But I, I'm, it really does read like that there's some kind of behind the scenes thing between the, the Hillsborough Sheriff's Office and this particular, you know, preacher. I wouldn't be surprised if the two of them are neighbors and they have like a fence dispute or something. <laughs> and, you know, it just has escalated each of them in their offices as to what they're going to do. But it, it does read as more. It also reads as irresponsible. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, I don't know if you saw the, the headline for the, there was a pastor in France that uh, didn't take, didn't take these warnings seriously. And uh, now it's, it's come to light that he's responsible for something like 2,300 infections and 16 deaths. Goodness. You know, they can be directly attributed to people that continued to go to his church that weren't, you know, following, uh, you know, any of these, uh, these guidelines. Please. Well, and I think the frustrating thing from from a pastoral perspective, from from uh, from being who I am, is that even though I would not line up with that gentleman in South Florida at all theologically, uh, uh, well, I mean, other than he claims to be a Christian, we knowing who he is, what he teaches, what he's preached, we uh, we classify him as a as a as a, as a as a false gospel. I mean, it's not even in the same category. I want to get into all of that today, but because no. of that, and the in the uh, from a cultural perspective, uh, pastor's a pastor. We're all kind of all the same guys. We're all wearing the right. same uniform. And so that's kind of the, the negative. And so what happens is you tend to identify people based on uh, the caricatures that you've seen or those that bad apples and, you know, and, and, and we're all kind of, and that, that's not just in the, the pastor world. That's everything. Well, no, I mean, we get it in the comic book shop too. I mean, there's, you know, when you say that, you know, there's a comic book store, then, you know, you, you have immediately in your mind, you know, these ideas of, you know, poorly socialized, uh, elitist people in a, you know, dark cave-like sort of chamber, you know, no, no women. It's just <laughs> some kind of geeky boys club. And, you know, when you come into my shop and it's well lit and, you know, we've, we've got everybody there, everybody's welcome. Right. I mean, and there, even, I'll, even amongst my own customers, there'll be times I'm like, I'm an X-Men fan. And so is that guy. <sighs> it's like, do, I, do I just give up being an X-Men fan now at this point? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your X-Men fans. So they all yeah, kind of, I mean, it's a, it's a big tent and, you know, being a big tent and being an exclusive tent, you know, both for both of us. I mean, you get, unfortunately, people that, you know, claim to be a Christian pastor or, you know, a That's comic right. book fan or, or what have you. And you're sure. like, could you, could you revoke that? Could we, could yeah. we use a different word? <laughs> Yeah. Thank, thanks for sullying the whole thing. So yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And, and, you know, and, and from a cultural perspective of, let's just say no one has gone to a, no one, a person who may have never gone to a comic book shop has, uh, you know, they, they understand what they are. They've seen the movie, they kind of got an idea, but they, all they think of is, well, you're, you're the big bang theory. And yeah. so, uh, right. And so from the church comic perspective, uh, comic book guy from the Simpsons. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. So there's even yeah. better. So, so I'm the, oh, if you're going to go Simpsons, I guess I'm Ned Flanders. So now we've got. Locally, <laughs> locally. And I don't think I've ever watched a full Simpsons episode. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm not protesting it. I'm not anti-Simpsons. So don't, I'm just, I don't think I've ever seen one. But I do know who 
um, who, who Ned Flanders is apparently. So <laughs> apparently that's me. So, um, but that, that, that's, uh, I, I think the value of, of our gatherings have, have kind of, uh, each month is total. It, I would say it's different. We, we play that we have this kind of mental, um, uh, uh, chat bingo because we know at some point we're going to hit three or four topics that we talk about every time we gather. And sometimes sure. we just throw them out there just for the, just for the humor of it to say uh, bingo. Um, but what I've noticed, uh, and sometimes it's what, four or five of us, sometimes it's six or eight of us. And depending, we got some guys that are in, and ladies that are in college and when they're away at the summer at the university or they're home for the summer and then they're away the rest of the year. So we don't catch right. it. Some come in once and say, well, this isn't for me. And, and that's fine. Um, sometimes we just forget to promote it very well and hardly anybody remembers to come to be very honest. Okay. So chat, uh, it's, we call it chat because I'm a guy that, just grew up in a, in a church world that tried to make an acronym out of everything. And then I worked at IBM and we had acronyms for everything. And so there you go. chat was uh, costumed heroes and theology. So that was kind of, and that's not even a really good description of what we talk about, but at least <laughs> it uh, it's marketable. I thought, so uh, that's what it's been. That's what, what, what three years ago we started. And, um, and, and here we are uh, continuing to try to figure out if it's, it's worth doing. I think every month we go, do you want to do it again? We're like, yeah, let's do it again. We put it on the calendar and we go at it one, one more time. Um, yeah, what, do you, really? what would you say, uh, you know, starting off with a lot of fear and trembling on both ends uh, and really not being, uh, we'll just call it what it is. Uh, we really weren't friends. I would consider you a friend at this point. We've known each other for sure. three years. We've had great conversations. I've probably had, uh, deeper conversations uh, with you and our group on a monthly basis than I have even some of the groups um, in our Bible study classes. Uh, sometimes that's uh, more of a uh, one person speaking and a lot less uh, conversation. So I, I look forward to those times. But but what do you think um, the continued? What do you think is the, the impetus to continue to to get together? Uh, as we have, what, what has happened over the last three years that you have seen and, and either continuing to do this, the value of it, the, the, the next step of a, of a gathering and, and, and ultimately the purpose I think is a very simplified purpose of just coming together and using the comic book, comic books and heroes and the, and the stories as, as the common denominator, but everything else kind of grows from that. What, what, what would you say has been the, the, the growth of this or the, or the reason to continue? Uh, I think, I think there's something to be said for just the art of conversation. Uh, I, I think, you know, you, you said that, you know, you have sometimes these gatherings that are supposed to be conversations, but they're more like, you know, lectures or teaching where one person is doing all the, all the talking or, you know, it can be very echo chamber where, yeah. uh, you know, one person says things and everybody says, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we, you know, believe. So there's, there's not a challenging there. I think having the group that we do and, you know, everybody bringing uh, the backgrounds that they have to it by trying to find a topic, um, a, a topic that's generic enough in itself, you know, the, the concept of justice and then, you know, coming from, you know, superhero comics and, you know, theology. Now, un un unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know how you want to look at this. We haven't really had anybody take up the theology side other than the Baptist, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, view of it. You know, uh, I I'd love to see, you know, a Catholic priest, a Buddhist monk, you know, somebody else mm -hmm. to, to kind of come in with another 
uh, another perspective because I mean, I always, uh, having done a little bit of comparative religion study, I mean, the common commonalities, I think through a lot of major religions is, you know, do no harm and surrender yourself, you know, basically acknowledge that you're, you're powerless to this and, you know, you need help. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think having that, that you can, you know, provided it doesn't turn into some type of inter-Nicene war, you could have, you know, more religious perspective in the same way that, you know, on the other side, we've got, you know, DC and Marvel guys, you know, that when we have a discussion about, you know, something like justice, that, you know, the the conversation gets, uh, I think it's skewed, you know, quickly on, on both sides on those. I mean, I, I would like to see in, in the future, I'd like to, you know, uh, see more of that, but I would also like to see, um, you know, the people that are coming to have that conversation. I think we have fun with each other. I, mean, I think yeah. I think we have fun, you know, talking uh, to each other. We've we've talked about you know some pretty horrible things. Um, uh, I remember the the Epstein stuff when when he died. Yeah, and uh, the the conversations. I mean, we didn't go into details in it, but we were discussing, we were discussing a lot about justice during that, as far as, you know, who can mete out justice? How is, how is justice delivered? I mean, I think we've kind of got a format down at this point uh, between us that works pretty well of tech, take some nebulous topic that we all understand justice. Mm -hmm. Okay. What does that really mean? Right. So then there's a round Robin of going around and it's like, okay, let's, let's narrow this down to something. And then, okay, so give me, give me examples and, and, and cite, you know, sort of things. I mean, I also remember the conversation we had where we were talking about the supernatural. Yeah. And by the strictest definition of the supernatural, you believe in the supernatural things that are outside the explanation of sciences. And we we started looking at you know comic books and because of the way that superhero comics have been written everything is natural i mean even the the, the fantastical things that you think aren't you know uh superman isn't faith-based he's you know powered by the sun and is able to interact in a limited telekinetic power uh, fashion in order to fly you know it's like there's an explanation for all of all of these things whereas the other thing is, is like you accept that you you surrender yourself to the solution or you surrender yourself to the idea and these conversations i mean there's a, there's a lot of times where i think you and i we lead these conversations but i have a lot of fun just sitting back and letting you know <laughs> some of the others uh you know just kind of run with it it's it's yeah. fun yeah we kind of throw the topic out there knowing where we both stand on it and then we watch everybody else chew on it a little bit and 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 it's fun to watch that. Yeah. I mean, the most I think you and I have to do in those situations is kind of like kick the ball back into the center. You know? <laughs> That's right. And, and, and I think that, that you know, for, from my, uh, I put this on a podcast for my, my friends who may be listening to this, who are Christians, who are going, are you, you know, they, they could get all upset on me. Are, are you abandoning your faith by not talking? And I don't believe I am. I, I, don't, I don't believe you are either. Uh, well, that's good to hear. Cause I, I would hope that you could, t you could affirm that at no point have I, watered down what I've stated, I believe, regarding the scriptures, regarding Christ, regarding the Bible, regarding what I, what we determine a term as the gospel. Um, I think the only thing that anybody might be able to, to say where you have maybe faltered or slipped oh. is that you now buy comics. 
Oh yeah. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I think I went, golly, see, see, it's that personality. I, 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 that addictive personality, I guess when I was a kid, now here's, here's comics as a kid. And, and I think that guys my age may remember this, you may remember this, but it wasn't a comic shop, man. It was a Seven Eleven. Yeah. And, and it was the Seven Eleven down the street that I could ride my bike to or convince my dad to stop back, stop at on the way home. And I, I didn't have a subscription to comics. It was and every comic I have in a box, just about every one of them, uh, they're, they're flat, except at that top staple, they're bent over. Yeah. Because that's where you flip through to see what the next one is. And man, I, I think I was getting, I had all kinds of stuff. And I don't know when I, Superman, I really got, I think I just, I got into Superman coming back into it because I didn't want to get stuck buying every comic again because I only, I have a budget. So uh, Superman kind of limited me to that. And uh, But I do love it, man. I, I, I just... It, it, it takes me back to stories I used to read. And, and yes, yeah, so you, you sucked me back in and it's really uh, Josh. It's his fault. He's worse. Yeah. At, he, he's the salesman. So he's sucking me in and says, hey, I got another one. I think you might like, well, okay. Throw it in there. He's like, it's a 12 issue series. I said, Oh my goodness, I got to buy this every month now. What is this? So he, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to buy. Uh, so I think I've got right here. Yeah. This is the, this is the last group that I just got from you guys. So uh, I brought them home and I, and I read them all in an afternoon. So now we're uh, we're waiting for the virus to get get over. Now we're just waiting. Uh, but uh, but no, you, you've also have you read like some of the other recommendations that I made, like Kingdom Come. Uh, Kingdom Come. You you mentioned that one, and I think I want to go ahead and get into that one. I did get the After Eden one that was a few years back. Yeah. First, you 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 get you showed me that one. I purchased those. That little. Um, it was interesting. It was interesting. I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, Kingdom Come. I think we. Yeah, I don't have that. One. I need to get that one. Oh, yeah, this is uh, Judas. Yeah. Oh yeah. See. Um, yeah. This is how it happened. This is what happens. This is what happened. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, I, I know that you know the way that we met and what we ended up forming was you know costume hero to, and and theology, but. Um, you know, and you, and you talked about, you know, the spinner rack days and, and I was there, you know, for the spinner rack days. Uh, I think comics, you know, have become, you know, so much more than that oh, because it goes back to what you were originally saying. It's, it's a storytelling medium. And so, yeah, we've got, you know, after Eden, uh, you know, a slightly sci-fi fantasy look of, you know, angels and things. Yeah. Uh, we've got the, the, the Judas. story in there, the, the Adam and Eve and the, and the Eden story from a, I would say an extra biblical perspective, but it is entertaining. Yeah. Uh, the Judas story, you know, it, it, it's a, a, a kind of a critical look at, uh, at Judas Iscariot and, uh, you know, it, you know, his, his life and, you know, and, and ultimate journey, ultimate being the, the focus of that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's stories like that. I mean, it's like you wouldn't, you wouldn't have, when we were in those spinner rack days, you wouldn't, you would never have seen a story like that. Oh no, uh-uh. no, no, that would have been behind the counter. You couldn't even buy those. They were too yeah. serious. So <laughs> that's the black and white Conan books or something. I don't know. Nah. Uh, <laughs> no, those is, is a different day. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, it, and I think back to, to just getting this chat conversation, this thing together was, it really is kind of, kind of, well, See, I want to say God kind of works some things out. It, others would say it's kind of a random Google, find an email, send it, contact. But, you know, um, over, over the last three years uh, of that core group that comes together of, uh, 
there's been there have been some really interesting conversations and 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 fun. It's been fun. You know, we're buying pizza sometimes. We're having pizza and we're having donuts and people bringing cupcakes. That needs to happen more often when we get together. By the way, I just agree. Need to declare that because what what initially would happen is we're hey we're going to meet at whatever time it was five o'clock six o'clock on a Sunday evening, yeah. and uh, and I'm thinking yeah and I and I, I remember telling my wife uh, someone I'm going over to the shop for the for the meeting she goes okay I said it'll probably be about an hour I'll be back home about seven seven fifteen so it's about nine o'clock I'm coming home <laughs> and it's like eight thirty nine o'clock and she goes you never come home in an hour you, I said well we get to talking and we just um, man, I just, it's, it's just the being together and, 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 yeah. and developing friendships and, and conversing over some of these, these, these hard topics, uh, sometimes with a laugh, but sometimes not so sometimes they're hard topics and we just kind of resonate on them and sit on them for a while and, and try to work through them. Um, and I think that's been healthy. I think that's been healthy from a, uh, from a Christian perspective, you can't, if I'm going to go back to the, you know, love God first, love your neighbor. You really can't love a person and know them. And if you don't really know somebody or know the people. And, and, and I think we, we have, and I think there's value in social media to a degree, uh, where, um, people can have friends online. Um, but we've turned friend into a verb, uh, and sometimes, yeah. uh, lost the value of it being the word being a noun to describe a person. Um, that, that you have a, a relationship with, a cordiality with, that you have care for. And so friendship develops over time and fr- acquaintances can happen quickly. And so as friendship develops with this group that comes together, and what's so exciting, I think, is, is we do have a kind of a core group, four or five of us that are there regularly. But every now and then another person pops in. And yeah. when that other person pops in, uh, it changes the dynamic in a positive way to me, from my perspective. It changes the dynamic just for that week's meeting or that month's meeting. And I enjoy that. And, uh, and our hope, is, my hope is that when we're walking out that we rarely answer all, all or any questions, but we leave a lot of them on the table yeah. and, uh, and a lot of opinions. and. Uh, and maybe it leads to some deeper conversations later on. So, yeah, I, I as much as I enjoy the conversations, I mean, you, you may, I think you make the joke at almost every one uh, as part of the bingo process of like, so we solved all of everything, right? We answered all the questions. That's right. And 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 I don't think it's a matter of, you know, if we just had another hour, <laughs> we could figure this out. I mean, it's like it's some of these questions. I think that ultimately you're not going to you know, properly answer, you're not going to get, you know, people to agree on a consistent answer. Um, you know, I, I think at the most, which I think is a good thing, is that you you get people to consider, you know, another point of view. You yeah. And at, even if that, in the considering of that other point of view, it does nothing but reinforce their own position. Sure. Uh, which, you know, I, I think faith unchallenged, you know, as as thought unchallenged is, uh, is not real, you know, it's like, you, you, it, it's not quite what the, the Mike Tyson quote of like, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. You know? <laughs> it's, it's not quite that, but it's, it's kind of similar. It's like, you think you know what you know. And it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I talked to my, I talked to my brother about this. I talked to, to him specifically about one of the conversations that we had in chat where you were relating the story which you told a couple of times about the the woman that did the tour with the fellow that as a drunk driver killed her daughter Mm -hmm. and i'm like there's no way i could ever do that and i've I've had this conversation with will and i've had it with 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 thomas 
And, and I was just like, there's no way I could ever do that. And, you know, my, my brother was the one that kind of helped me down this path to understand it. I still don't, I still can't see how it could ever be done. But the difference is, is that, and no one's asked her, but I'm sure if you had asked her, there's no way I would ever do this. I, I just, I firmly believe this, but she has a completely different experience than the rest of us in that it's actually happened to her. And this was the insight my brother was giving is like, there were, there were times before he was a parent, you know, it was like things he would never do, you oh, know, yeah. and as a parent, you know, it's like now you have a whole different set of variables and you approach things from a different thing. And it was like, I could give you that, but sure. still right now on this side of it, having, having no child, but imagining if I did, you know, no, I could never do that. You know, right. and part of me thinks that kind of makes me a worse person. You know, part of me thinks, part of me thinks, no, no, those are good convictions to have that person, you know, through an act of, you know, negligence, stupidity, whatever you cost you your child. It was like, yeah, but that person's doing that today with that, with that, uh, that fellow. And I'm like, these are the kind of, we, you know, these are moments that I've had with this, you know, that, you know, I still go back and reflect on, on that. I mean, you, you shared that story. And it, like I said, it's challenged me to the point where it's, it's festered for months, you know, or just every once in a while it comes up to a point And I just, I talk to, mm-hmm. you know, to Will or Thomas or somebody of like, let me tell you, let me set this up for you. And now here I am, and this is where I'm at. And how do you do that? You know? Well, and, because it's festering, I want to say you're welcome. You know, I'm glad I was able to <laughs> So that that would continually run it. <laughs> so it you've is, infected uh, me with that idea, and in turn, I've infected you with the comic book thing. Yeah. So yeah, we're even, right? We're even. It's an even game right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we've we've talked about um, her. She actually came to our church about. Gosh, man, it must have been six years ago now. This all happened in Pensacola. That lady, mm. I did this. Um, I'm not going to rehash the whole story, but it is a. I, I think what you're saying is, is when your faith is not tested, it's kind of like what Dietrich Bonhoeffer referred to as cheap grace. Uh, kind of leans into that. If our faith is is, if our faith is easy, is it really faith? Um, is, is it that? And I, and I think there are going to be challenges. There there are always challenges. And, and from a from my worldview, there is a challenge to our faith daily and uh, to trust and to believe and. Um, and even what you're saying, you know, I could never do this. Well, I, I doubt that she ever would have considered herself powerful enough to do it. Now, in her story, she says she doesn't have, she doesn't know why she can forgive the guy, other than now from the biblical worldview, Christian worldview. She says it's from the 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 grace of God, who has forgiven her for her sins, and therefore He's strengthened her to forgive this guy who has. Um, and I'll give you this. He's, he's, he's repented of it. He has not said, Hey, tough, tough day. So sorry. I mean, he's, he is, he is more, he has apologized, but he has more than apologized. I mean, she actually stood up and, and spoke on his behalf at his yeah. trial. So, and he still went to jail. So the consequences remained. I mean, he, he, he paid the penalty, uh, a penalty. Uh, I mean, how can you pay the penalty uh, fully, but he paid a penalty and then um, she offered forgiveness. And, and that's where this, touring the state together kind of thing happened. It was, it was, and, and let me just go ahead and say uh, the, the Christians in our church and even myself, so challenged by the story because we're doing exactly what you're saying. We're, we're saying things like, I'm getting all kinds of messages popping up here, but we're saying things like, uh, 
man, could I do that? I hope I never have to. I hope Uh, I never have to. Yeah. What a deep thing. I think that's the the key there that I find, at least I've, I've progressed in my thoughts of this, of like, how could anybody do that? And it's because again, when I talked to her, no one else that I know has been in a situation like I, like that, but that woman has. Right. And being in that side of that situation, you know, puts her in a position where, you know, she, you know, she has more insight, you know, into that than, than I do. Because for me, it's, it's completely a thought exercise. And when I think about it, it's, yeah, I mean, look at me, I, I'm not really, I'm not really on a pro exercise kind of uh, sort of plan anyway. So when, it, when you exercise a thought like that, you know, it's, <laughs> Don't hurt that, you know, that, that is another, that's another example of one of the topics that we talked, we talked about forgiveness. We talked about repentance. We talked about, you know, all, all of these different, you know, concepts within chat. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody kind of brings their perspective, you know, on a topic like that. <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, and I, and I think that that's what, what, you know, makes it uh, in, enjoyable because there are, there really does seem to be very few things that we universally agree on. I, I think at a base level, we agree on, you know, concepts, justice, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, forgiveness, repentance, those are a good thing. But then so we start defining them. <laughs> yeah. Then it's like, okay, so, you know, what, what exactly are they, what constitutes these things and now then circling back in on it and it's like okay so you know what about this thing that happened in the bible or this thing that happened in a batman comic does that count within this is this an example is he practicing this properly you know these type of things you know and then the other thing that happens it's not just you quoting the bible and us quoting comics people bring in their own personal experiences as well and then that gets folded into the mix so, and that, I think, ultimately leads to that whole, you know, people sitting around, community sharing, you know, that, that bond that gets created amongst us that you could read all these things, you could, you know, you could have them as a, collective, a collection of facts, but that, that, that magic that happens when we all gather together. I like that. Fellowship. That's a, fellowship. That's one there's, of, there's the church word. There you yeah, go. I was going to say, there's one of your words. We bring pizza, there. it's a Baptist fellowship or a casserole. <laughs> um, maybe from fried chicken. So, <laughs> Sounds I like we're going to be eating a lot of Easter eggs here. Uh, you know, I've got 3,000. together again. They all have bad, nasty Tootsie Rolls in them, I think. So I don't know if I want this. Um, here, here's something that, that, here's how I kind of, uh, I think, think on this is, is um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a conglomeration of worldviews. Um, I unapologetically have a biblical worldview. I see things through the lens of scripture. I see things through the lens of, of, of my Christianity. Okay. Uh, I'm going to apologize for it to, I am, it's how I view the world. So, uh, right and wrong. I go, where's the verse that helps me with that? How do I determine this? Where do I see that? And, and yet there are other worldviews. Now, everybody, everybody, you know, they're, they're going to think this is an arrogant statement, those listening, but uh, everybody believes that their worldview is the right worldview or they wouldn't have that worldview. So, sure. so, um, so here's, here's, here's the benefit of chat for me beyond just making new friends, having a great time conversing is that in, and here's kind of the opposite of what we see in the world of Twitter in the Twitterverse, we see, even in the Christian community, we see these 
Twitter battles, man, these Twitter debates going on. I don't know how much you're on Twitter much, but I look, I'm like, gosh, you can't even make a statement without offending someone or someone going, well, oh, now it's, oh, that's a Republican thing. Or that's a Democratic thing. Or that's a Christian thing. Or that's a, a straight thing, a gay thing. Or, I mean, it's just, it's like, man, everybody is just hungry to fight. And, and I think that the anonymity of Twitter, even though it's not always anonymous, but, but, a 200, what is it? 280 characters now. You can type what you want to type. You can thread a bunch of things together. You can have a Twitter debate. And I've, I've been sucked into these as well. Um, I'm not quite sure there's a lot of value um, when it's all said and done and the dust settles. I'm not quite sure I've ever changed anybody's mind on Twitter. I don't know that anybody's changed mine. I think that's the problem is that with the Twitter, Twitter fights is that, and this is where I think chat is successful, is that those Twitter fights are trying to win. You know, they're, they're trying to, you know, constantly one up and win this battle. Whereas with chat, you know, I, I'm not trying to convert you. You're not trying to convert me. You know, if. Oh, yeah, I am. You just don't know it. See, that's the secret. Well, okay. I, I would say it's not an overt action where, again, you're trying to win right here, right, right now. Right, but right. by being being you, by being who you are, Brian being who he is, Dave being who he is, everybody being who they are, right. you, you show that the stack of labels that they have is like, ultimately, you're putting these on a good person. You, right. th these people are standing up whether they know it or not, you know, flawed or, or, or however they are, as paragons uh, of these things, as examples of, you know, this, this is not a bad thing. And it's like, I, I've said this before, you know, until I met you, it's like, you know, I, I, I didn't have a good personal Baptist that I could point at. I am now your good Baptist. And I, you and Brian and other members of your church that have like taken yeah. the time to, to come out and, and participate. I mean, in, in each of those, those instances, I, I think that that's a, that's a bold step to, you know, kind of come out of your zone. I mean, I'm kind of on a home field advantage there. Sure. Uh, yeah. But it's a, it's a bold step to come out of, out of your zone and not, you know, immediately attack, not immediately denounce, not immediately tell me the lake of hellfire I'm going to burn in because I don't believe in. <laughs> but instead, you know, consider the words that I'm saying, consider the argument that I'm giving, you know, and at the end of the day, I, you know, I still believe what I believe. You still believe what you believe. Right. But now I've come away with the idea that, you know, you are a person. You're, you're a good person. Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of other people have come away with these ideas as well. I, I think so. I, and, I, and I told you up front, you know, it's no secret that Christians want other people to become Christians. That's kind of the whole deal. You know, we'd love for other people to do this. But here's a, here's a danger in Christianity. And I've even shared some things with you to kind of, kind of expose some of the inner, the, the inner worlds of evangelicalism, kind of how we see things, unfortunately, is, is if Christianity to the Christian is little more than, than a sales pitch and a marketing product. Then, then somewhere we've lost the, the fact and the reality that as Christians, we're, then maybe this is why this, the stereotypes are what they are, is uh, that we're supposed to care for people enough to tell them the truth that we believe to be true, which I, am, I, I do and I have and I continue to. But even if, all right, I'm, I'm telling you, hey, you know, I want you to become a Christian. You go, no, I don't believe it. I reject that. Then if I walk away and go, okay, you're no longer, I can't talk to you anymore. And that's what sometimes happens. Yeah. Is, is it's over. 
And I'm like, well, okay, well, at least you know where I stand. I know where you stand, but hey, we're still friends. Let's have some pizza and talk about some things that we have in common. And, uh, and, I, and I hope that's been kind of what's happened um, in the midst of all of this uh, with everybody. Um, I do think it would be interesting, and as you mentioned, to have some folks of another, other religious faiths come in, uh, that would be great. I, just, uh, I think we joke about this on our, on our chat bingo, too, that, that between Brian Borden, who is uh, one of our guys on staff, friend of mine who, who joins in every month with us, and a few other guys, is, is you, you kind of say, okay, what, here's the topic. And then you look to us and go, and what does every Christian on the planet believe about that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we represent everybody and I know we don't, but uh, it's kind of a fun, fun game to play at least a little bit in that regard. What would you like to see, you know, going forward? What would you like to see for the, for the future? The biggest struggle that I have is coming up with a topic of the month. And so that I'd is, love to have, same. I'll be honest, I, I would love to have uh, uh, some, some really uh, you know, and, and we can go off of on a tangent on a, on a month if we choose to, if we could just come up with a good listing of, of, of some, of some topics. Now we, we've kind of three years into this, my goodness, we've talked about a whole lot of things. Um, I, I would love to see, um, more people feel, um, welcome to join us. Uh, I, I know that I, I, I have some, and I will tell you this, I've got some, some families in our church. One, one family said, hey, my son would love to come. And I said, well, are you just sending him? Cause he's like seven. Uh, and I think, you know, and he's a great kid, eight, eight years old, seven, eight years old. He's a great kid. He really is. He loves superheroes, but, but, uh, I'd rather his mom and dad come. Sure. Uh, and I, I think, and we've had a couple of, we've had a dad bring his boy and he's come and sat there. One of our guys too. And, uh, but sometimes our conversations are a little, they're not, are ever they might be a little pg-13 no, yeah i mean when we're talking jeffrey epstein i'm not talking about yeah. a, a topic that i'm comfortable uh talking about uh, sexual abuse or whatever uh or alleged sexual abuse when he's the right term with, with a seven or eight year old boy sitting in the room and, and his parents aren't there so you know I, that would be my only thing uh, i wouldn't necessarily be having comfortable having that conversation with his parents there I mean, I just—I think that there's a like an age appropriateness to it, uh, a maturity to it, and you know, sure. he could be a very mature seven-year-old, maybe. And I'm judging this wrong, but he's still um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think yeah, we're we're probably looking at high school or better. I think so. Uh, you know, f for this, uh, I, I think the the array of experiences that uh, that the people that do participate have, I think you know, help with that because. I think there's, there's not, um, like, I want to see the last time we got together was where you were talking about the Bonhoeffer bit. And, uh, yeah, it was, because we, we tend to always have a Nazi reference. So that's why Bonhoeffer came out. And there it is. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Um, and I, I was, that was one of those things that, you know, I kind of peripherally knew just because, you know, I've, I've read, but I was, you know, I was surprised at how many other people around the table also, you know, knew of, of this, that this was, was the thing. It's like, and it's like, you know, he's not the, I mean, outside of certain circles, I would think he's not the, the most uh, well-known World War II topic. No, he's not. Uh, your, your church circles, your Lutheran circles, obviously, your Christian circles, they're going to yeah. talk about him. You, you, know, you go to London, there's a statue of him there, but there's a statue of Lincoln in London as well, <laughs> a statue of, of these world, of, of um, 
Gandhi and others. And so uh, why Bonhoeffer? Why is he there? And so, um, and I think honestly, the, the, the further we get away from the 1940s, the, the fewer people outside of church historians and those that, that love that stuff are really going to know who he is. I think uh, it's a generational thing. Um, but yeah, um, our topics tend to be um, mature topics, not offensive, I don't think, just, just things that are deeply thought and, and things that, could, uh, that are challenging. So what I would love to see in the future, I'd love to see a few more people give it a shot uh, of just to, to move beyond whether they're um, church folks uh, or non-church folks that, you know, the group that, well, I, can, I would only go to a church event well, this is not a church event. This is a community gathering where folks would go, oh, there are Christians, church people going to be there. I don't want to go there. I mean, I love them give it a yeah. shot, you know, just give it a chance. If you hang out and you're like, you know, this still isn't for me. That's fine. It's not for everybody, but um, you might just discover uh, you enjoyed uh, being around some folks you didn't think you would be enjoy being around. And I think that's some of the benefit of this. And you'd talk to, you talked to other pastors within your, uh, within your network about, you know, when you tell them you're doing this, oh, I, I'd love to set up one of those here. I mean, have, uh, you know, what kind of, uh, do you have like a checklist or, or a game plan on how to launch one of these things? Has well, it gotten that far? Because um, <laughs> I'll be honest. You guys the, have asked. Uh, I've, I've got a guy, a friend of mine in Kentucky that's like, man, my kid would love this. He's a pastor, uh, an associate pastor at a church. Um, and, and I think that, I don't have a, I don't know. I think that the key is you got to find the right comic shop yeah. to make this work. And they're not all identical. You, you know that. No. And they're not all open to uh, being anything. More. Some are, some just are stores where you go buy books and you go home. Some are um, a little more community oriented. And I think that's the case with a lot of, uh, you can take the comic off of it, just put bookstore on it, I mean, you know, just a, or, or a shop or even a coffee shop that has continual customers. You have this customer base that keeps coming in for whatever reason, because they found community there. They found a third place there. And, uh, and I think uh, for another church to do this here, here, here's my, my recommendation for, for a pastor or a Christian leader is uh, uh, what is your motivation? Is your motivation to, to get out of the, the ivory tower of the church office sometime and get into the world, the community and make, and, and, you know, rather than just sit there and talk about all those people, uh, I think you need to know some of those people so that those people become your friends. And, and I think that's the model we see with Christ. I, 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 he didn't sit in an office all day. He was out uh, talking to a whole lot of people that the community of religious people said he shouldn't be talking to. So that's kind of a great story of Jesus. Um, and that's a model. Uh, and so who, who's determining what's good or bad? I think the, the I've talked to a few. There, here's what I thought. I think with the elevation of Marvel being owned by Disney and the money behind it, there are a lot more people dressing as comic uh, superheroes and, and have superhero conversations about heroes that were, let me, let me just say, were obscure 20 years ago that are now mainstreamed. I mean, I'm, I'm honest. I, no one was talking about the Falcon when, when, <laughs> when, and, and when I was reading the Captain America and the Falcon comic books, he, he was the second tier level guy. Even Captain America was, I was barely anybody buying those at the time. So we've, we've seen this elevation of the conversation around superheroes is there from a Christian perspective. I'm saying leverage it, have those conversations. Cause now you have a common, 
a common topic you can talk about. You can, you can develop friendships. I do the same thing with friends regarding uh, sports. Uh, you know, I, I work with a high school basketball team. I volunteer to work with them, do their scoreboard. I have conversations, and that's an interest I have. So I didn't have to make up an interest and try to become right. an expert on something. I found things that I was already interested in. And who else out there is already interested in it, even if they're not in my tribe or my club or whatever you want to call it? How can we have the conversation use that as the common factor? So I think that uh, once people get beyond, oh, he's a Baptist preacher. Oh, oh, maybe. Then I hear people say, you're not like a Baptist preacher. And I say, well, well what, who are you compare me to? <laughs> you know, is that a, is that a, is that a compliment? Those guys out of Kansas. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope, thank the Lord I'm not like that. But, but, yeah. Uh, but, you know, like we said, the stereotypes, you know, they, they, you know, they, they unfortunately get bad, you know, with, with that, whereas like, it's like you introduce the label and then that's all they know. But I, I, I think that the advice that you're giving there is, uh, is a good thing is like, if, if that is your label and your label also is, uh, I like comic books. I like the Marvel cinematic humor. I like stories. I like talking to people. Um, I, I heard a great bit from, uh, Penn Jillette of, of all people, uh, a while back. And, he was he was saying uh, he was asked basically you know how to get more unity uh, out of people and you know his basic gist was you you have to start seeing um, as already a something you're already a part of mm-hmm. and uh, he was like you you have to be able to say instead of saying those that voted for Trump <laughs> instead saying those of us that voted for Trump. You know, we're all America. Trump was elected, you know, and t- until you start, you, until you stop separating people into these labeled groups, you know, you're not going to get any sense of unity or community or, or everything. Because I think that the, the counter to that is we're going to keep the labeled groups. We're going to try to squash their group and, and build ours up. And I'm like, even within your own group, and we've talked about this, you know, as well, right. even within your own group, you know, the, the umbrella of the Baptist church, you know, even throwing the guys from Kansas out, you know, people oh. that you do like people, I mean, you're, you're all independent. There are 3000 independent comic book shops, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. they're all run differently. You know, they're, they're all their own independent thing. And it's like, you know, you're trying to get all these people together to agree. Well, we can agree on we're comic book shops. We can yeah. agree on we yeah. sell comic books, you know, not new ones, not right now. Printing them ourselves on our laser printer. And, you know, here's a, a term I heard from a, a pastor years ago, and I, and I think it could apply to our conversations is um, unity does not mean uniformity. Um, and so we can have unity in the fact that we are members of the same community, uh, of Orange Park, if you want to go there. Uh, we can have unity in the things that we are fans of, uh, but we're not uniform. We're not, we're not clones. We're not, uh, we have differing beliefs at some very important levels in our own understanding, you know, from either faith or, 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 or even, I don't think faith and science are contradictory, but nevertheless, so science, faith, and you start just delineating some of those things. We're going to differ in some of that. And you'll differ in some of the, uh, I like this hero, this comic character better than this one. So you'll differ in that too, but there is, there can still be unity, uh, even if not uniformity. And I, and I think that's something that chat, uh, I think it's a front door. I, I think it's a front door to a conversation. I don't, and I think, uh, yeah, you know, what would I love to see? I'd love to just see more people involved in the conversation. 
Now, I, I don't have a numbers, you know, I'm like, Hey, if we don't have 20 people by next year, we're a failure. I don't think it, I'm not at that at any level, but, um, I think there are others that could bring value to the conversation if they would dare risk coming through that yeah, virtual front door. Yeah. And, um, and I understand some people just don't have the time for it. I get that too, because it sure. does, it, it takes an, it's an investment of time. And, uh, I think it's a worthy investment. There's a return on that investment, but, uh, um, who knows what it'll end up being. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think we would last three years. I was, I was really shocked. We last one meeting. So uh, yeah, I was, when we were having our third meeting, I was, I was a little surprised that we were, you know, <laughs> so are we still going to do this? Can we do it next year? Oh yeah. Like, we'll, we'll do one because it's curiosity and then we'll, we'll do a second one. Cause people are still curious. Like we're going to do a third. Well, this might yeah. be a thing. <laughs> yeah. I think third is when it became a thing. I think that was it. And, and, and then it became a regular, uh, event on our Facebook pages. It became a regular uh, option on your emails from the shop and, uh, and you even referenced it in your podcast. So that's when it legitimized in my mind. Yeah. I mean, you do a thing three times and it's like, you're doing that thing, you know? <laughs> so uh, who knows where to lead? Maybe in the days of, of, of uh, sequestered living, we can, we could zoom call a group together, could have a larger group than we have in, in person. Who knows? People are sitting at home wanting conversations like this. So uh, it would be a challenge. It'd be interesting. We, we could consider that. I, I definitely, uh, I mean, having, having seen how the zoom interaction is, I think this is something that we, uh, we should, you know, put up and, and maybe, uh, maybe try for, uh, uh, for doing for chat. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping for Life. I hope the conversation that we've had today has been helpful for you and perhaps encouraging as well. I want to thank my friend Jonathan Bates, the owner of Altered Ego's Comic Shop, for joining me for this conversation. We recorded this a few weeks ago. He actually has uploaded the same conversation to his podcast, so you can find the Altered Ego's podcast wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Thank you again for joining us today. <music>